Hey guys, welcome back to Out of Context. Today, I have one of my favorite people in the world joining me, Edward. Today, we opened up by talking about the Florida Bill, but don't exit right away because that is not all we talked about. We talked about a lot of controversial things. For example, Edward's future children, what that would look like, his thoughts on it, um, all things LGBT. I shared some of my thoughts that you guys have been asking me on Instagram. So we just had an open, honest conversation. Edward and I don't agree on everything, but he's one of my favorite people in the whole world. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this um again the first like few minutes are about florida but that kind of like ushers us into a whole nother conversation so i hope you guys enjoy this and welcome to out of context hi edward i'm gonna act like we weren't talking for an hour before this and ask you thank you so much for coming on i'm so excited to just chat with you and for everyone to get to know you i know this is going to be a very interesting and controversial conversation so I'm super excited to have you. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Noelle. And if you're sensitive, you should not be watching this episode. We're going to keep it real and you might hear some things you don't like, but um, it is what it is. We're going to keep it real. So let's do this. Can you just introduce yourself first and just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? Yes. So my name is Edward. I go by Mind of Edward on Instagram. So I would I'd classify myself as like a content creator slash independent journalist. Um, I on the street videos where I basically, you know, talk to people, you know, in the streets of LA about the most controversial things. It's really just, um, I just try to have open dialogue with everybody about, you know, the most controversial things. So that's why I'm here with Miss Noel. My initial thoughts were, um, well, I actually for a second bought into the, the, the slant, like the lie that it's, you know, titled don't say gay bill. Like I actually believe that that's what it was called. So I remember like when I first heard about it, I was a little like kind of caught off guard. Like, wait, why is like the don't say gay bill? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? So I was like even defensive about it in the beginning. And then like, I talked about it on my story and then like people were like, you know, it's like not called don't say gay bill. Like, have you even read the bill? And I'm like, no, I haven't actually like (laughs) read the bill. So then I read the bill and um, like Noel just said, it is literally has like the word gay is not mentioned once in the bill. Um, It is literally just like prohibiting uh, teachers from talking on sexual orientation or gender identity um, in general, you know, straight or gay. They just don't want parents teaching about this stuff to, to kids. And, and so once I like kind of understood it a little bit better, I was more in support of it um, because you know, even as someone who's uh, technically gay myself, like I, I would not want my kids to be learning about sexual orientation or gender identity at, at that young age in school. Like that's something I would like to talk to my kids about. And so um, even when you go further uh, deep, when you look at the bill even deeper, it doesn't actually prohibit students from asking their teacher, you know, if they happen to have a question about it, you know, it doesn't prohibit that conversation. It just doesn't allow them to teach it in the curriculum, right? Like they can't just go into class one day and start talking about gender, you know, identity and and just bring it up as a as a topic. But a, a student and a teacher are still allowed to have that conversation. So when I really understand understood that aspect, then I was kind of like full in support of the bill at that mm-hmm. point. And so I know a lot of people, their concern is a lot of people object and they say, well, kids should be learning about sexuality at a young age. And what do you think about that? Like, do you think that that's appropriate? Like why? No, I don't think that kids should be learning about sexual because, well, if, 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 
that's the case. I think that at the very least, parents are the ones that should decide that for their kids. Parents should have that ability to teach their kids about whatever they want to teach them about. If they, okay, if they want to teach them about gays and sexual orientation, like that's on the parents, right? But what I'm fully against is teachers teaching this stuff um, because it's like behind, it's behind their back, right? It's behind the parents' back. And I don't, I don't think that they should have that ability to do that. I think that should be a conversation for, for the home. A lot of people may not know this. I know we were talking about this off the, before we were recording, but Wisconsin teachers were actually, that was one of the most popular cases that teachers were instructed to hide the gender identity of their students from the parents. So I know that that was a big concern for Florida going into the bill. I want to read one perspective that I heard someone say, and just get your thoughts on it. So Um, This person identifies as like non-binary and they said, in my opinion, telling kids about identities and leaving them confused about their feelings is going to do more harm. With labels, their parents can be supportive and seek LGBTQ friendly therapists. Um, I know talking to my therapist, I had the resources that did wonders for my health. Not telling kids about identities isn't going to stop a kid from being trans or queer. I think that's super dangerous because talking about like, you know, teachers basically like indoctrinating kids or teaching them their views on gender and all this stuff, you know, and we all know that we have, we have opposing views. Like my views on gender are completely different from someone who's completely like leftist. Right. And I don't want someone with a whole different set of ideologies teaching any of that to my kids. Um, And especially like when you really look into it and, you know, let's just say a kid does feel dysphoric, you know, experiences gender dysphoria. Um, most of the time, um, from what I've learned, these kids do not end up to be trans, do not grow up to end up being transgender. Like if a kid experiences gender, gender dysphoria, more than likely it ends up going away. And so to me, it's really damaging to think that a kid could be feeling like that while at the same time having, you know, a leftist teacher, whatever the, a woke teacher, you know, teaching them um, and instructing them on what gender means and all this, because that can really confuse a kid um, at that young age. So I think they're just like the bill is really simple for me. I think it's just uh, all about parents, um, about teachers being transparent with the parents, uh, with what's going on with the kids. And I think that's how it should be. I don't think there's anything controversial about that. I think it protects um, not only parents, but it protects the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you had said something off camera when you were talking about kids being influenced by, you know, things that they hear at school and just society. And so I had pulled up a poll um, and basically it shows the trend of Americans that identifies LGBTQ. And there's been a rise, a Gallup survey found that there was a rise in about 6%, 5.6, so almost 6% since 2012 to 2020. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people say that it's because, oh, society's just become more accepting, there's social media, but I know we had talked about something different. So what are your thoughts on that? Kids are really like at a young age, experimental and vulnerable. And I think that um, apart from society being more accepting, I think we're being blasted with um, with LGBTQ content. And so um I think that that's a very slippery slope. And I think a lot of kids nowadays may be more confused than before, right? Because they're seeing it everywhere. And I think, um, sure, they might be experimenting a lot more. Yeah. And I know we had kind of talked about 
some other factors, you know, that people don't really take into consideration because kids are just so impressionable and the things that they go through. And um, one of the things I had pulled up prior was a paper by the NIH, which I will link and you guys can go read. But one, and this is just one study, but it says that they did a study on 327 gay men and out of those 327, 116 had faced some kind of sexual abuse as a child. Because I think it, it's different from person to person. Um, but I can tell you based on like my own experience and the people that I've known in my life, the gay friends that I've had, it seems as though there's always, it kind of always ties back to some sort of childhood trauma, whether it be you know, sexual abuse or uh, a father being absent or a mother being absent or... Like, you know, every time I, I don't know, it's just like every time I, I get kind of deep with my gay friends, I always find that they have some sort of like childhood trauma. And so my hypothesis, I guess I can call it that, is that um, being gay is, you know, it could be a result of childhood trauma, unhealed childhood trauma. And it's hard to say, though, because, you know, a lot of kids experience childhood trauma and don't end up being gay. So then it's like it's not so black and white. Um but it is, you know, something from my own personal experience that I've at least um, have noticed with my friends. And I've talked about it even on my Instagram. I've talked about it publicly, like on my stories. And every time that I that I open up about that, I always get a flood of messages from all of these gay people telling me, um, yeah, like me too. Like I totally, you know, went through this and I've always kind of like linked me being gay to like this, what I went through. Um, and I'm so glad that you're talking about this because I, you know, I thought I was the only one, but that makes total sense. And so every, I mean, I'm telling you, like every time that I talk about it, I always get so many DMs from all of these gay people telling me the same thing. So um, I think it's definitely like something, uh, it's like a valid, you know, opinion. It, it could be the case, but I think we just need like more research or like, I'm glad you brought up that, that um, research that you did. Um, but it's definitely a thought of mine that I've had for sure. One of my friends who was gay, um, we had a conversation in high school and he asked me what I thought about it. And he knew I was a Christian. He knew my stance on it. And I still told him like, I love you. Like we are friends, but like this, if you want me to be honest, I'm going to tell you that I think the root of a lot of the brokenness and the pain in the world is sin. And I think that the only thing that can bring hope, peace and comfort is Jesus. And that friend, like two years later, he was like, Noelle's a homophobic bigot. She hated me. And I was like, dude, we had one conversation and I told you if anything, (laughs) like God loved you. And like, I may not agree because I believe that you were made to live differently. I believe that like, I believe differently, but I still love you. That doesn't mean I hate you. Um, and it was just really interesting how like automatically he just took that as, oh, you hate me. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't hate you. And it's funny. You're seeing that response with everyone that's opposed to the, the, the Florida bill, they're gaslighting in the same way as well. They're saying that it's a don't say gay bill. Like they're literally twisting the story, the narrative, and they're gaslighting. Like it's the same, literally the same thing. It's like you trigger these emotions and then they gaslight and try to make it seem like you, you know, you're you're saying something that you're not saying when when that's not what you're saying at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and, and I know that we kind of talked off camera about the word agenda, and I know a lot of people get offended. They take it really personal when someone says, "Well, I feel like this is pushing a certain agenda." Um, or they get offended when someone says, "Well, I feel like this group is kind of like 
recruiting a certain like group of people or they're worried about things like that. What do you think about that? Could well, you they're, blat- they're that? blatantly saying it. Didn't Disney just come out and say that they're going to push 50%. the 50% LGBT slash minority agenda? Like they're blatantly using those words. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's actually what they're saying. It's an agenda. It is an agenda to include be whatever they, you know, they claim it's more inclusivity, but you know, they're clearly, they're pushing an agenda that that is an agenda. So I I think it's fair to call it agenda because that's what they're saying themselves. A few weeks back, there was the whole Dave Rubin situation that really like shook the internet or at least conservative internet. Um, and you know, I even had, I was like, okay, well, I see a lot of these really big conservative people and conservative orgs commenting on this and supporting it. I don't think that you can be, before I used to have the view that you can be conservative and be whatever you want, but now actually looking at the definition of conservatism, I feel like if someone is a true conservative, then then that doesn't fit. Two dads with a child doesn't fit in conservatism, maybe in classical liberalism, but not in conservatism. Um, I agree with that. You know? And I think that it's like, well, I saw growing up with two parents who didn't have a father and seeing the repercussions on their life, you know, I saw, okay, this is so important for kids to have a mother and a father. And I do believe that God created us to crave those relationships with a mother and a father in those roles. Um, But I know there was a lot of like pushback on that on the internet, a lot of fighting, and it got really tense. But I had looked in someone's comment section, I won't say who, and they they were very strongly worded against it, which I agree with their stance, but their delivery was very strong. And I saw your comments in the comment section. You're like, hey, like, I respect your point of view, but I would just love to hear more. And I was like, oh, like, Edward. <laughs> like, hey, I, I want to understand. Yeah, I mean, I understand where that, that crowd was coming from because I, I believe, like, that's like the the Christian conservatives, which this person, which we don't, we don't have to say their name, but like made actual sense. Like you, how can you be like a Christian conservative and then like say that you stand for this or whatever? It, it doesn't add up, you know, it, it really doesn't make sense. So in that, in that aspect, I totally like understood where they were coming from because it's true. It's like, um, you might tolerate it, but you can't say that you support it um, unless you're not really like, down for whatever you're standing for you know what i mean because it doesn't it doesn't make sense to say that you're a conservative christian and support that so i didn't see a problem with that um i just wanted to understand where they were coming from a little bit more but i totally through that conversation ended up seeing like what you know where they were coming from and it made sense to me yeah i loved that i i loved that so much because i know a lot of people wouldn't be willing to have that conversation yeah of course and like personally for me that's why i've kind of like strayed away from the labels because like when I first stepped into this, like I was saying I was conservative too, but then I was like met with so much backlash for like even saying that in the beginning. I remember, especially like when I posted this picture with like me and like other, you know, some of the notable like gay conservatives in the group. Like um, I remember we got so much backlash cause I like posted that on Instagram and said like, oh, uh, four gay conservatives walk into a bar or whatever. And then everybody came in like, you're not conservative. Like how is being gay? And like just so many comments. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm not a conservative. I don't give a shit. Like I really <laughs> don't care. Like I literally at that point I was like, you know what? Like, that's fine. I, I kind of like respect and I do actually understand because it doesn't make sense. You know, what are you, you can't like really use that label if you're not 
if you're not conserving, you know, the nuclear family, you know, that's part of being conservative. And so it, it actually makes sense to me. So even myself, like I've kind of like straight away from the labels, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm like, whatever, I, I don't need them. I'm me. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. But no, it, it makes sense though. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think for me, my biggest thing is I want people to hear the gospel and I want them to hear that God died on the cross for them and that there's hope in Jesus. And for me, I'm like, I feel like that changes hearts opposed to, I would much rather someone um, be saved and hear the gospel. And I think that will allow everything to fall in line than forcing them to vote red or forcing them to have certain political beliefs. I think those things fall in line after that. But yeah. So there was something I want to bring up that I don't think a lot of people knew about. I didn't know about until I saw it last week, but Kiara Bell, um, she actually sued, um, she sued, I believe it was London. Don't quote me though, but her name is Kiara Bell and she was given hormone blockers. Um, she was given all of these things to transition, ended up detransitioning and then suing, um, because she says that she was too young. Uh, to make that decision. She was 14 when she started to experience gender dysphoria and everything. And she was given puberty blockers at 16 um, and cross-sex hormones at 17 and a double mastectomy at 20. That is crazy. Can you imagine all of the lawsuits that are going to come in from, from these kids, like with this mm -hmm. new wave of like transition transitioners, like there's going to be so many kids who later in life realize that they don't you know want to detransition like aren't trans and are gonna sue like it's gonna happen like you know yeah and, and one of the things that I found super interesting was this is something Kira Bell said this was her quote she said I was a slave to my feelings I didn't need drugs or surgery I needed to know that I was just fine the way I was yep. when I read that my heart sank um and I think that's you know, one thing that I was talking to someone who identifies as non-binary and she was saying, well, you know, I just want these kids to know that they're loved. And I was like, well, I do too. I want these kids to know they're loved and they're fine just the way that they are. They don't need to surgically change themselves. Um, but people think somehow, some people think that that's unloving to want kids not to make a permanent alteration to their body. This is why discussion, open discussion, and this is what it actually means to be dysphoric because a lot of people think that it is just your, your soul is like mess you know you're you were born in the wrong body and that's like their only idea of what it means to be gender dysphoric but it's like no like you guys we really need to educate ourselves and, and understand that it's that gender dysphoria could be a result of trauma like it could be a result of so many different things and so if you just treat it like it's like you were born in the wrong body of course you're going to be in support of transitioning their bodies but when you when you come from a place of understanding that it could be a you know different factors like a plethora of things then you'll look at it a little bit more nuanced and you'll start to think of different solutions for how we can alleviate their gender dysphoria i think the last resort should be, uh, you know, freaking transitioning because they have to literally like mutilate their bodies. Like it sounds so messed up, but they do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And one thing that um, one of my friends had pointed out, her name's Christina and she runs the politically homeless shelter on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen their account. And Christina compared, um, she posted a picture of a girl who got a mastectomy and she said um, she compared cutting to that. Um, to getting 
surgeries to alter your body. And she was saying how, you know, she was confused and she was influenced as a young person to cut. And that was going to be some kind of remedy for the inner pain that she was feeling. And now it's just in a different spot. And my mind was blown because it's true. Like I remember Tumblr being such a depressing place and cutting was like definitely um, supported as the alternative, like the temporary fix. And I think now it's just shifting into a different well, let's thing. Just, let's like, let's like not even talk about it for a second. Let's just look at it like logically, or let's just like look at it right, intuitively, right? Okay. So if a kid is depressed, right, they have some shit going on. Because a lot of kids in the U.S., they have they have a lot of trauma because there's a lot of messed up families in the U.S. There's a lot of things going on. So I can imagine that a kid at a young age is depressed, maybe is neglected, maybe is abused at home, maybe is going through the worst things imaginable. Um, why would they not be inclined to want to transition it and, and become a new person? Maybe they hate who they are so much and they're just like depressed, don't want to be who they are. You know, aside from committing, from thinking about suicide, it's like, why not just be a whole different gender? Like, of course, of course, they're going to be drawn to that. Like these kids, like some of these kids are suicidal. Of course, they're going to be drawn to the idea to be completely a new person. Like, it just makes sense. I don't need any data to show me that. Like, it just, I don't know. It just totally makes sense to me, like intuitively. Yeah. Um, you can imagine that that's going on. Yeah, no, logically, that's what makes sense. It's like, oh, well, this is a fix. Like, this is yeah. going to fix all my issues right. that I'm feeling now. But then they don't realize that it might actually get worse. I've heard of people's depression getting worse after because you're messing with your hormones, you know, not, you're not healing your trauma. I want to kind of just wind down and ask, but I, I'm like, I probably should have asked this spicier question towards the middle. Um, but I did want to ask you one last thing um, that we kind of talked about before, but um, I know you had shared that you, if you do have kids, you would want them to be straight. Um, yeah. And I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. I think everyone would love to hear your thoughts on why you would want that well, for your kids. Not that I would, well, it's not that like, I would accept my kids, however they are, of course, mm -hmm. you know, I'm obviously who am I to judge? Like I myself, like, you know, but I would prefer if um, that they are straight. Like if that, if I could choose, you know, if I had that decision, I would be like, okay, yeah. Like I, I would prefer for them to be straight. Mm. Um, and simply just for the fact that they can reproduce. Like, mm. I wish I could reproduce, you know, and I, I'm not saying that I can, I'm, I'm still living my life, but from where I am right now, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up like, you know, more than likely with another male. But I think um, that that's something that um, that's just like a given. I don't know why that would even be controversial. Like, of course, I would want my kids, of course, I would want them to reproduce their kids naturally. Do I accept them however they are? Of course. And you know, I'm going to love my kid no matter what, but absolutely, I would prefer for them to be straight. You know, that's like the most natural like thing. Like, why would I not like want that? I don't know. Like even saying that, I can sense <laughs> that that's going to sound controversial to say, <laughs> but it's like, God, why would you not want your kids to be straight? Thank you so much, Edward. It was such a joy having you on and hearing everything you have to share. Um, where can people find you so they can support you? and just check out your stuff. Well, thanks for having me, Noral. I really appreciate you bringing me on. I don't, I kind of like just, I say whatever is on my mind. So I said what I said. Um, <laughs> but I, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm mostly like, that's 
probably like where I post the most um, at mind of Edward with an underscore at the end. Um, and then I have my YouTube channel, which is also um, you can search Edward Chapa. That's my last name. Um, and then like, I think just go on my Instagram. You'll find all my other stuff, but those are like my, my main two. And I'll link all of Edward's yeah, stuff too. So you guys can just look at the description and support him. Awesome. Thank you so much, Edward. Thanks for having me, Noel.